Welcome to the Stacked Supplement Podcast, the premier source for supplement news and reviews. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Stacked Supplement Podcast. And uh, this is yet another interview edition with a longtime friend and one of the smartest people I know. Uh, is we have, uh, I always say Drew Petey. I, I always never, I never know what the name is, but it's the man from Dragon Pharma. <laughs> Drew Peters, Director of Science at Dragon Pharma. Okay, Drew Peters. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for uh, coming on. Um, Dragon Pharma, to be honest, I only just started following Dragon Pharma kind of since you came on board because I saw you sharing some stuff and I hadn't, they'd been on my radar because I had seen the uh, social media ads with, uh, with Rami. That was really the only reason I kind of knew who they were. And you started sharing sort of things that you were doing when you came on board. And I was like, that's my kind of stuff. Like the, just the frequent updates, the developments, the changes, the reformulations. So you kind of started things off. I think the first thing you did was, was it the, the Dr. Fear revamp was the EAA? Uh, yeah, that was actually one of the very first projects. Um, the very first thing technically I did when I got in the building, we launched our natural diuretic dry up. That was the very first product that worked on. Um, I was actually working on that in the car ride on the way home from Connecticut when I was moving back oh. down to Florida. <laughs> Done. We launched dry up the high potency diuretic. And then, yeah, one of the very first projects that we undertook was relaunching our flagship product, the Dr. Fear. Um, a lot of people feedback we had on it was people, man, I really like the formula. It initially had the amino nine from compound solutions, the gram of Pico two, a great formula, but tasted horrible. So, you know, quite frankly, I can't have that happening. A little tweaking, a little 10 to 11 care, and we revamped the formula. So it's Pico two, 10 grams of full spectrum, uh, EAAs and a rebranding the packaging and amazing flavor system. That's where we are today. And it kind of awoken the beast per se for what we've been working on at dragon this year. Cause you switched, uh, you, you switched, was it a switch, you switched from Amino 9 or switched to Amino 9? I couldn't remember. Switched from Amino 9. Yeah, switched from me. I knew, I knew, I knew somewhere it was, was, was one way or the other. And um, so, yeah, that was, that was kind of the one that put it on my radar. Cause I, uh, as much as there are a lot of different categories, we try and, I like to stick to the mainstream ones. You know, if it's a company that's only putting out Psalms, it's never going to be featured. I try and like stay mainstream sports nutrition um but dragon farmer i would say even though amino was the first product we saw kind of with the uh the drew touch the um it is in my mind very much a hardcore brand it comes across as very intense very strong like you, you pay no you don't make any any effort to hide that like the audience the, the ambassadors it's all very uh yeah, it's just very hardcore um is, is is there a reason like again like amino isn't necessarily a hardcore category was it sort of your attention to get uh, i guess dragon farmer more into these mainstream areas because the the products that you revamped were very much those kind of key uh because after dr fear you did the pre's you did the the the, the fat burner you very much touched on all those mainstream uh, areas was that kind of the idea or was it just these are the things we want to work on well, quite frankly, the beauty of Dragon, when I first got introduced to it, um, actually, Brian Eichelina, who I worked with at ProSups, knew Jader, oh, yeah. CEO, and it kind of connected us saying, hey, man, they're looking to, to expand the brand and revamp it and take it to the next level. And I came in. They had existing products, the Venom, the Mr. Veins, the Dr. Fear, 
an ATP force and a big seller, the, the Black Viper. And, yeah. you know, I came in and I looked at some of the stuff, I'm like, okay, I can, I can work with this. You know, you have some cool branding. And so initially the initial hardcore market is what we had. It just kind of fit. We're huge in Brazil. Um, we have, you know, of course, uh, like some of the athletes down there, like some of them, like jacked women that come out of Brazil, you know, oh, kind of. Is, yeah, I was going to something I'll touch on later. <laughs> So it, it kind of like is where we started. We were, we were owned by um, obviously Jader is Brazilian as well as his business partner. So that kind of is where we gravitated from. We saw a ton of business there, but then in the U S market, obviously it still fit kind of what the brand stand for. You know, obviously I'm not trying to make like, Oh, do I want to make a brand for everybody can make thing because I don't want to lose our way. But at the same time, I don't want to have something so intimidating where like the average person that like wants to have a badass workout improve their body they're going to be scared off from the brand so it kind of fits in the middle and i'm not, and once again that's a, a huge step and i don't think any brand in my mind really captures both so i want to put a, our put our money where our bread and butter is and that is more so the hardcore um market so back to what you're saying there i agree with 100 we had those products we revamped them um some of it inherently was what i've worked with in the past in terms of what has worked some of it is kind of like okay i want to avoid going down a rabbit hole that some brands get trapped in but focus on our strengths our venom pre-workout was a huge seller our black viper those two hard products okay let's fix, let's tune up the look let's make the formula even better you know do something really cool in terms of the science behind it and, and make it you know hard but then also make it so we have a really cool product that's more cutting edge that people can understand you know because i can make really cool stuff you just said to the smart thing it doesn't matter if i understand it and think it's a really cool product if i don't make yeah. a product or understand it then i failed as a formulator right i have to also convey that message yeah 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 it's a one of the things i thought was interesting was the uh the was it the venom and the veins the dr veins because previously they weren't exactly like if i remember correctly they weren't entirely stackable or like they were and you kind of revamped them to be i guess more of a, a clear-cut difference because mm -hmm. uh, the yeah with that one, that actually had a bit of identity crisis that also uh, compare it very directly to kind of what ProSups had an issue with back in the day, Mr. Yeah, Hyde, Hyde and Jekyll, and yeah. And everybody thought, and unfortunately, a problem that I tried to fix is everybody thought that Dr. Jekyll was a weak version of Mr. Hyde. So we didn't necessarily have that issue with, with uh, Venom and Mr. Vane. People said, okay, I understand it's Mr. Veins. They think veins, vascularity. Oh, this is the pump pre-workout. And the thing is, it was kind of the same um, issue. The venom was very high stim. It still is. It's hard hitting, um, focus driven. But then Mr. Veins is now a truly stimulant free, nootropic and pump focus type product. So that if you want to use each independently, they're going to work fantastically. I stand behind that hundred percent. Like people think you're stim free, like, oh, I'm not going to feel it. But with Nuganda, with L-tyrosine, lion's mane, these and things, you can take a scoop of, of Mr. Veins, a large scoop like I do, go to the gym. You feel locked in, you feel focused. It's not going to have that jittery, the anxiety. It's a different type of locked in feel. But if you want to stack them together, they're also not going to have a massive amount of overlap so they can work in synergy. And that's the beauty of what I think we accomplished by making Venom Mr. Veins the way we did in the relaunch. Because originally the Veins, it was like a low stem, was it not? Exactly. It, like, uh, yeah. I think the big scoop, uh, I do have one here. The old Venom had, I believe, 400 milligrams of caffeine plus the Rhydrensis. Oh, and a two, 375 caffeine and uh, 250 Rhydrensis, 100 milligrams of extended release caffeine. The caffeine yield would have been about about 420 plus the Araya. And the Mr. Veins, I believe, had 100 milligrams of caffeine plus a touch of Rhydrensis. So it wasn't truly a stim one. Yeah. 
And I personally wouldn't take a big scoop of both because that's a, a lot of stems, you know. Yeah, I thought little... it was uh, odd when I saw the two because I remember when you said that was being, veins was being revamped and I was just like, oh, it's their stem free because venoms are similar. And then I looked at it, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Cause, yep. I mean, I see a lot of brands and I see a lot of pre-workers and I never see like two that maybe you do the stem free, the stimulant, and then you do a low stem. But you never really make them appear like they could be stacked because Veins, the name, made it sound like, yeah, you can throw these two together, which I guess you could. But I mean, <laughs> it was uh, it was a different kind of thrown together because uh, yeah. yeah, it was not, after, not not too long after the the pre's you moved on to Black Viper, which as you were saying, uh, and when we shared it, that was kind of like the comments were lit up on social media saying how much of a favorite it was, uh, the the original. I wasn't um I wasn't too sure what the uh was the was the original discontinued or was it just revamped because I couldn't that was the one thing I had trouble trying to figure out so I just said it's been renewed. Yeah, it got revamped a little bit. A uh, big part of what we've done across the board was redo the look of the label, keeping the same elements, but making it brighter, making it more cohesive thing. Because I noticed one thing right off the bat, it's kind of all over the board, and I'll touch on that later. But with the old version of the, of the Black Viper, I did try not to tone it down. But the issue we were having a lot of things, I'll be very transparent here, was uh, in a lot of our previous products, the Venom, the Veins, the Black Viper had the Arigerensis. It's a pain in the butt in terms of getting that ingredient sourced consistently with quality material. So quite frankly, I didn't trust it from what was over from importing it. I wanted a product that hit hard without having that same supply chain issue and also made it less of a, of a gray area supplement in terms of that because, you know, Roger Ensis, some people yeah. say, oh, next on the chopping block. And I'm like, nope, I'm not bothering with that. We're going to worry, put it in, in a better formula. So that was the main reason it got a new look on the label more polished look it went to the black cylinder bottle so it has a nice cleaner bottle and label too so it got it solved a few things branding identity as well as making more sustainable supply chain wise and it still moves a massive volume for us yeah so i, I would say those were like sort of the big four you also had neuromix in there which i thought was again another kind of push it, it almost felt like because i had seen drag like i said i've seen dragon farm before but when you came on board it kind of bought that, um, I kind of liken it to uh, when I see like an Australian brand or a South African brand or a Japanese brand, they don't have that familiar familiarity. Like they just sort of have these products here, there. And then when you came on Dragon Pharma, it bought that, you know, that, that, that the stuff I'm familiar with. You, you revamped the pre, you separated the, the two pre's, made them more uh, understandable. And I think that clarity was 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 definitely needed because again, I, I didn't really see it all that much before then. Uh, and I, I think so. Is the goal with like I said with the products you've uh, revamped and redone? Is the goal to really just make it that more I guess mainstream marketable brand? Because I I wouldn't be surprised if what I consider familiar being the same as people in Brazil, and obviously they're coming from a different uh, different world. But um, I, I I I'm not sure if that was your goal, but it very much seems like that's the intention to kind of, as you were saying, you came from like ProSubs and these other brands that have that, I guess, cohesiveness and that, that balance. And you've really, I guess, really bought that to Dragon Pharma, made it a brand that you could, uh, I don't know, like, you know, if I want to go buy a pre and amino and a fat burner, I can't do that with a brand I don't understand. And I think you've done that tremendously with Dragon Pharma and very obviously as well. 
I mean, the goal wasn't to necessarily make it more mainstream. It was just like, okay, we have. Oh yeah, not product. mainstream, just like familiar and. Yeah, yeah. it's just like you know what, I, and that's my mo, and I'm glad that a lot of people recognize this. You know, like um, a couple of close friends. You know, I'm huge friends with Ben at Price Boss and so forth, and these are the same thing. It's like Drew's whole mo is to not make the same thing that everybody else is making. You know, I don't want something so off the wall people don't understand it. But the same same thing is you kind of saw this with Icon when I launched it at, at Pro Subs was yeah. I want to do things. They do something that other people haven't done before because it's here's I always use analogy here like okay if you were to ask me hey what is, what is uh venom do go ahead oh me ask yeah, you ask what me. venom does what does venom, what drew what does venom do <laughs> well it's a, a high performance pre workout that's going to answer energy your focus your training endurance and even has thermogenic support it's a really well rounded pre workout now ask me okay well what is like say your leading competition do. What does your leading competition do? Well, it's their pre-workout on energy, focus, training, endurance, adherence to performance, and some of them have a thermogenic support. Well, isn't that, isn't that the same thing? I'm like, well, yes, everybody's trying to get to the same point. There's no reinventing the wheel in this industry per se, but the difference is I like making things that accomplish those same goals in a more efficient and a new age and more novel pathway. There's yeah. more efficient way. I think that's that really, okay, that makes sense, right? I, I'm so sick of seeing all these pre-workouts that, oh, what's the main ingredient? Oh, it's got six or eight grams of citroen. Wow, I haven't seen that before. So why not use a gram and a half of nitrogen, which has a third-party study um, done yeah. independently. So a gram of nitrogen matches, not outperforms eight grams of citroen. Like, why not do a more efficient pathway? Plus, you have all the cognitive benefits. There's more studies on that ingredient every single day. It's a really cool thing, you know? So that's kind of a thing I like it, too, is like, I like doing things that do things better, more efficiently. And like, you know what, damn, that's, that's really cool. You know, that's kind of my whole MO. And of course you have beautiful packaging, cool messaging. And yet, man, damn, this is a really cool science cutting edge brand. You know, um, another person does this fantastically well. I have some chats in here and they're a great guy, uh, Joey Savage over at Glaxon. They've done that yeah. same kind of Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I love their branding. They do a really cool job. You know, I have no problem acknowledging other people that do a badass job. Another cool one that does an amazing thing is Chris Waldrum at Inspired. The dude's an awesome guy. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> he makes some really cool shit, you know. We like damn, we, we're like the the A team. We get together, talk about really cool things. Like, you know what? How can we turn this motherfucking industry upside down? That's the goal. Yeah, I would I would say that um I, I feel to be honest, you do it probably. Chris does great stuff. He's a little bit inconsistent at times, whereas I feel like you've done stuff. You can almost see the plan laid out. Like it was like you thought of the six months prior. Like when I saw Dr. Fear, uh, uh, the, yeah, Dr. Fear, and then I saw Veins and then Venom, and I was like, he's, he's come straight in, but like, this is what we're going to do for the next year. And that kind of, <laughs> it kind of rolled out. And like I said, it, it's not that it made it more mainstream. I guess the word is more familiar. Like it made it seem yeah. like if you went from Glaxon and Inspired and you stacked these products with this brand and you come to Dragon Farmer, you can very now obviously be like, okay, they have each of those ones that I like. Let's just see what they can do. And you can, it's, it's just familiar. Now. And some brands lose that, specifically the new ones where they have like, a, you know, only a pre and only a, an amino and you just, it, it, it gets a bit mixed up. But uh, the one, the, the, the other thing that you did, and I really, I, I, I liked, I, I think it, it was kind of what you just described, but you know, the cliche on steroids kind of thing with the, uh, the RX series, like you did exactly what you just said, but you lent more towards that hardcore field. I felt you kind of had these familiar mainstream kind of category updates with the pre-workout, the amino, 
and then you really bought in the RX series, which I think, you know, newcomers, uh, your average consumer will see benefit. They'll be like, oh, I like that. I like this. But I have to imagine that bodybuilders and hardcore users look at that and be like, oh, my God, now I don't have to buy them from somewhere else. This is fantastic. And it's just one yeah. of those... And you, like I said, you just did it in a great way where you attack both sides and it keeps you strong. I mean, the RX series, like, again, I thought it was one of the best things, if you don't mind describing or going over the whole concept of that. No, not at all. Um, quite frankly, I was, I was pretty pissed when Revive launched their product line because I thought of this idea for this Dragon RX line in a way, the RX series, quite frankly, uh, probably four years ago, and nobody wanted to do it. What the people I worked with were a pro sub say, oh, may maybe, I don't know if it's our market. Yeah, I don't know if it would fit perfect. Oh, they're like, please then launch. I'm like, well, why didn't we launch this? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So without having that barricade anymore, I'm like, okay, this is what we got to do, guys. The Dragon RX series. This is my vision. And you hit that exactly because uh, one thing that is really cool and some brands struggle with is obviously we're in that hardcore space. But the goal of the RX series, I'm still not looking to go after, you know, like the Whole Foods customer, the you know, that type. They probably will be interested in our product. That's okay. But that's exactly it. Brand cohesiveness. I want a one-stop shop in a very selfish way. You know, I'm a science guy. I'm a meat. I'm a bodybuilder at heart. But at the end of the day is I use other products because, like, okay, if I don't have this, I have to go out and get it. Like a long-term health. If I want a cardio-type a cardio type product, okay, do I buy something from Now Foods? Do I have to buy something over here? There's nothing really in our space that satisfied that need. And that's where this idea came from a few years ago. Like in competition prep, man, like my joints hurt. Okay, I probably need to care of my prostate, you know, competition-type subs, liver support, so on and so forth. I'm hodgepodge all over the board. Why don't we have a one-stop shop where we have all of these with a hardcore take that's intense enough where a serious athlete's going to really like the branding of it? But at the end of the day, I'm not going to scare somebody off. Somebody like my dad, he's, you know, he's 62 years old. Yeah, 62. And okay, if he needs like a good prostate support, I have no problem. Like, hey, man, I got a perfect product for you or a cardiovascular support. Hey, check this out. I'm probably not giving him like a container of venom. You know, he doesn't probably yeah. want four million. I mean, right? But at the end of the day, that opens a door because if we have a current customer and they want a really good joint support or really good liver support, we have that offering to them. Or somebody outside of our space looking for a really good liver support or really good joint support, something yeah. in this, they're going to buy that product and say, man, this is really cool. Let me see what else you guys have. It brings that customer into our Venom, our, our other products. So I, I kind of did on purpose. It fit our branding, but it's also kind of its own entity. So that was kind of the overall goal for this. And quite frankly, I get most pumped up about that RX series out of everything in here, which is kind of surprising most people. Like, really, you're excited about like a health series? I'm like, yes, because how do people use pre-workout worldwide versus how many people are interested in general long-term health and longevity? Because my whole branding of this, I thought this was amazing. It was like, you know what? Uh, the voiceovers I love doing, I come with them sometimes at the oddest times. You know, I'll be, be home at night uh, slicing up chicken for my meal prep. I'm like, not a bad idea. I should make a vegan protein while I'm cutting up chicken. You know how that, how that goes? Yeah. <laughs> Random shit. But the idea was before you're an athlete, a champion, you're a human. Address that need first. Everything else comes after that is secondary. And that's kind of the whole thing launched. We launched with human first. Um, Rojas, our, our graphics and artist, did an amazing job bringing these concepts to life and the branding. Like, we have an amazing video team, X and J. Um, Vialli ties the marketing together. And of course, Jader, credit to our CEO. He's very good about not worrying about the spotlight. He lets people shine and do their job. And that's why we've been very successful in what we've done so far. And quite frankly, right now, we have a bigger demand than I have product available. So it's a growing that's, thing. It's a good problem to have. Well, I think that's 
you had, I mean, you had brands that have done not similar, but they've attempted, like they'll do the vitamin C and the, 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 the glutamine, and then they'll touch on that area that you have made an entire line out of, but they always have that. I don't know that like, even the basic series, even though you want it to look basic, you don't want it to look basic. Whereas you exactly. with the RX series, you made it look basic, but still very cool at the same time, which I think was key because if you put, I don't know, like the now foods branding, it's, it's as straightforward as you can get. But if you put like, if you said, Oh, this is the most premium prostate support supplement out there. I would be like, even though I'd probably buy it, I'd be like, well, I know there's probably better out there, but the branding, I think on the RX series really helps it. And as you say, it, it it, it attracts people who aren't sports nutrition based and they'll bring you into their world, which is very much my stance when it comes to functional foods and energy drinks. I say that to a lot of people, like the amount of people that, uh, sorry, the amount of people that uh, take energy drinks that don't lift shit and don't go to the gym and just drink them. And that now follow me because they'd be like, Oh, you know, I love this drink and I love that. And I'm just like, it, it's those kinds of people that if a brand starts offering something, outside of their usual realm it can open their eyes to a whole new world whether it be whether it be the the the, the hardcore viper and all that stuff i it's a it's a i think i think it was just done extremely well because when you first told me about it i was like very few brands would give you the power to do that i don't think many brands would sort of take not necessarily take the risk but i guess put something out there I mean, there have been products out there, but they haven't done that well. And like I said, they weren't done that well. And you guys did extremely well on that one. Um, and it was sort of like a great, it was sort of like a great uh, finish to the year, I guess. Or not finish to the year, but just a great, because you did all your reformulations, then this. And it was, uh, was that eight, six different supplements? Uh, we relaunched uh, Dr. Oh, sorry, no, no, that in the RX series, there was six in there, wasn't there? No, I believe we had uh, prostate, cardio, um, liver, joints, immune, vitamin C, and I believe, yeah, I think there were six. There was six. Sitting to myself, I, think I'm, I feel like I'm missing one. And then uh, we actually, okay, so the big news, you can hear it here first, is really cool. I think people know it's coming. We'll be launching the digestive support, which I would love to talk about. Um, actually, it uh, literally shipped today. It'll be here in a week from oh, today. Oh, so there is a seventh. <laughs> I mean, there's this, another uh, one this year, and I'll um I, I won't tell you. Oh, fuck it, I don't give a shit. I'm coming out with Dragon RX Lipid, Dragon RX Renal. I have a, a Omega product. I have Multi, which is really cool, a food-based Multi that's four times the absorption of traditional minerals. Um, it's gonna keep growing. I have some really cool stuff. The labels are literally printed. The products ready made. Oh, so this is all for the RX series as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. Oh, wow. I'm, not I'm not playing. So the digestive one. And I, I cannot wait because, quite frankly, I think it's one of the coolest digestive things that been done. That's just my opinion because I made it. But the idea behind this is like, hey, I, I can stand behind this and say everything in here is in here for a reason. At a full dose, it's fully transparent. You check the website. Here's the research listing for everything in the product. That's how I make everything. If it doesn't, I can't justify it with a dose and the reason I put it in the product. I don't make the product till it doesn't go out the door. That's kind of how I see things. Huh. The uh the the multivitamin you're saying i actually saw cage do very something very similar which i had i hadn't seen before with the whole um the whole food sourced kind of thing i hadn't i wasn't aware that there was even a product out there that had done that before. I'm, I'm sure there is i guarantee you there is but oh, there is. 
I hadn't come across them before, especially in sports nutrition. Obviously, we typically go with the, I imagine, the cheaper versions. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I thought caged, I was talking to um supplement engineer and he was saying the same thing. He thought it was a really cool, a very unique approach just to kind of, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if more take it. Um, so you're saying the angle on, I mean, the idea on that one is that it just way better absorption, way better bioavailability. Yeah, that's the thing. Honestly, I, I'm not super concerned with over-engineering a, a freaking multivitamin. You know, there's the approach of, okay, let's put 10 capsules in a packet and slap it in a can and call it something cool. I mean, they, they did well, but it doesn't matter if you have this mega buttload of all these vitamins, you can't absorb them. So the, the whole point of this, I'll be fully transparent, it's a very specific and quite frankly, general list of inclusion of vitamins and minerals. Um, they're included, not a mega dose, like hundred percent daily value, nothing overkill, right? That's not the point of this, but everything in there is included a full dose and it's fermented type vitamins that are whole food based. So they're more absorbable than traditional, um, synthetically created vitamins. Yeah. That's the, idea. so, you know, it's not meant to be a mega dose. That's not the idea here, but it's, Hey, if I want a really good multi dragon offers that it's going to be cost effectively. And the angle is it's, it's a whole food based, um, fermented multivitamin where it's easy to buy to absorb, you know, that was the whole angle. And I think, yeah, I think Kate's muscle did do that, but, um, it's not new in the other brands like mainstream thing. I think, um, crap. I, I think, I think one a day, I want to say has as a fermented whole food type one based one. I want to say Centrum might, you know, some I almost guarantee that someone's done it. I knew as soon as I saw it, yeah. I was like, I just thought it was cool. And I'm like, but I know. Really and, and I liked how Cage, they, alongside each vitamin, they had listed the kind of whole food source it came from. So they sort of had, um, like, I think it was like spirulina and broccoli. They had all these different whole food sources saying that this is where this come from. And, and I thought that was, especially from Cage, because again, that's a very yeah. mainstream type brand. I was like, this is actually kind of cool. I thought it was, uh, so, I mean, I'm kind of happy that dragon uh, is coming out with it only because I think cage was quite expensive. Couldn't remember the exact price, but I'll be interested to see. So you got at least what you say, four more coming. Like what? Uh, I have six, including yeah. the digestion. We're going to be launched. doubling the size. <laughs> yeah. We're at I six uh, are they all dropping like, between now and the end of the year? No, the only one that'll be coming this year most likely will be uh, the digestion one. Oh, okay. So by the end of the year, I'm going to drop at least two more products. One of them is a new one, which is the digestion RX. And the other one is going to be the relaunch of the isoform protein. And you can hear it here first on stack mag. We've teased it a few places, but I'm going to make sure you get the, the 411. It's still going to be a complete um, hydrolyzed whey protein isolate, 25 grams protein per serving. But the look is just, if you've seen some of the stuff with Dr. Fear, I'm teasing it. The look is badass and the flavor system has been revamped to be even better. So those are my at least two more this year and i've already have a very aggressive 2021 planned i was gonna say of all the products you've got in the lineup i'm pretty sure there's none left to revamp i mean there might be some yeah. but you've done what i'm just gonna do the line now you but atp is the only one you haven't touched probably i did <laughs> oh you I, did I packaging yeah i and oh. i redid the so I, I, the formula was actually really good. It was very simple to the point. I liked it. I'm like five grams of creatine, 150 megs and all of ATP, two and a half grams of betaine and hydrous and two grams of taurine. I mean, what's wrong there? I like this formula. Okay, I'm good with this. People like it. That's made it taste better. And I put it in a packaging that, that fits um, the rest of our branding. That's all I did for that one. Oh, okay, no. No wonder I didn't have to think too much about it until that one. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. The other one I was actually going to ask about, and I was surprised the the amount of 
interest I got on this was the uh, the femotrope because I I mean I could probably count the amount of supplements that made to build muscle for women on maybe half of one hand that I've actually ever shared on the history of stacked. I don't think I've seen many at all. Uh, and when we shared it again, the, the reaction with dragon farmer seems to be pretty solid and building, uh, from our side. And we had messages, we had a couple of people asking us, um, and it was really weird. I had someone just said, Hey, where can I get this? What do you think about this? And it was odd. I was like, I mean, if you're looking for a muscle builder to help females, you're really short on on options, and that would be yeah. that would be the one. Uh, and and because originally when you launched it, you said it was sort of a very popular. The social media was saying it's quite popular and high demand. Um, was that one of the older ones in the Dragon Farmer lineup? I don't really know how old Dragon Farmer itself yeah. is, but um, Dragon Farmer's been around since 2015. There's a few products that initially were on the on the gray area side of things. Um, and one of the maxis come oh that's a huge one huge one people are gonna shit their pants when they hear this is coming back at a reformulation with our hydra which is another one people are like holy fuck where can i buy this because it was on the darker side but the one coming back will be kind of on the male side of things for a premium natural anabolic i, I think you're like this i know everybody's like, okay how are you going to accomplish this i'm like trust me i got some really cool shit um but the um mm -hmm. Our people are starting to take a note here too, in terms of what they're doing. I know Chemex is coming out there, Natabolic, Blackstone, they're always putting out a bunch of other shits. But this well, Blackstone right. is pretty much only anabolics, I thought. I mean, they do have other stuff. But... Anyway, yeah, the FEMA is quite legendary. A huge, 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 huge response on it. And the same thing, I get, I'm amazed how many messages I get. Like one that's going to be back in stock, one that's out of stock for a while. They're like, when's, when's FEMA coming back? When's FEMA coming back? left and right, tons of people in Portuguese, you know, because everybody in Brazil loves it. That was but the other thing it? I was noticing. A lot of people yeah. messaged me in Portuguese. So I was hoping they yeah. enjoyed the Google mm. Translate as much as I did. <laughs> don't miss, it's like, don't miss Dafima. I guess that was Spanish, but you get the idea. <laughs> you know, so it's a natural anabolic for the ladies, you know. We have, it's based on our audience and a lot of them, exactly as you were attending to, a lot of the, the female athletes in Brazil, there's some very, very strong. Oh, yeah. And, that messaging behind it i want to look like her you know so they they have a great presence there but yeah, i brought that one back um the original version had laxogen in it i pulled it out like just in terms in terms of the gray area that's actually i don't want to leak too much but the laxogen will make you move over to hydra among a few other very cool things in a very cool formula this one i'm very excited for so we'll talk on on helping you announce that for us which is really cool interesting yeah, I'm very excited about the, the Hydra. We'll chat about that off off thing. Yes, everybody's going to blow up now because Hydra's coming back. Good good luck on your emails with this one, bro, if this leaks. But yeah, um, I'll be happy to put it out there. I mean, by the sounds of things, again, I, I, I haven't followed Dragon Final for too long, but it sounds like, again, one of those ones where you just kind of just needs to be said because that was yeah. the one thing I would say I was surprised about was that how strong of a following Dragon Farmer has. <laughs> and... Again, I didn't know it was five years old. I probably would have said two or three, but it sounds like it blew up in like that first two two years and then it's kind of only just drifted into the US. But Exactly. I know Brazilian brands have loyal followings and they are short on options there. So it's uh, you kind of got Black Skull, uh, Adel Hedekas, I'm a big fan of theirs, but those Brazilian uh, athletes that they get are... Um, that's a beast. <laughs> and, and I think Dragon Farmer snatched up a good few of them. We did. And it's very cool. Exactly. We have a very cool following, you know, in terms of people that like our brand. The people are like, oh my God, what 
coming back was this coming back is really cool to see that and then to add the cool new stuff we had on top of it you know we have people that, that just want to try it just because it comes from us and i don't take that for granted you know i don't want to lose customers i want to make sure everything that they get is something that, holy crap this is really cool i'm glad you know it's worth the wait i'm glad so you guys you know it makes the reward better then of course you know keep pumping i never took the foot off the gas from our main stuff never stop pushing venom never stop pushing viper but add cool things you know i don't want to go away from our bread and butter because that is us but i want to be a complete brand we have a lot of stuff coming um, just to name a few, I am going to be launching a vegan protein next year. Quite frankly, I want to be the best tasting and hardest hardcore vegan protein on the market. It's going to be a tough one to do. In terms of the tasting one or the hardcore market, which part? Well, the tasting one is something that I've learned it's become subjective, but uh, the, the hardcore angle is a tough one. I mean, unless you throw in some lexogen. <laughs> I saw somebody put like 200 milligrams of laxazenin in my BCA. So, I mean, nothing surprises me. But the idea when I say hardcore here to make the, the, the protein is I'm not looking to pick up a whole food customer. I'm not looking to worry about somebody. They're not interested in Dragon Farm anyway. Like I said before, they're going to look at like the, say, the Red 40 yeah. and the tropical venom. Like, uh, and I'm going to sweeten them with, with sucralose because, quite frankly, I'm not going after the customer. The whole, and another thing, I'm not sure why people, I've talked about this a few people at that distance, why people associate like vegan protein with like, oh, it can't use sucralose or, or this, it has to use stevia. Sucralose isn't able, perfectly fine. And if you're like a whole food customer, you don't want sucralose, period, that's a different story. But our typical customer that's wanting that or the idea of this protein is, this is gonna be designed for a, a serious athlete that either A, has a dairy allergy, or B, wants to try a vegan lifestyle, which is an emerging thing a lot of people are trying, or somebody just holds flat out wants an alternative to dairy. There's gonna be a couple of bells and whistles in this. It's gonna help address the issues people have with um, plant-based protein, such as bioavailability, uh, muscle protein synthesis response, and so forth, and overall absorption on top of tasting amazing. So it's going to be a very cool, well-rounded product. And that's the goal. Plus, you know, I've been working on the flavor system for a while and it just has to taste amazing. So I'm going to accomplish all these things. That's the overall goal. I, I, I want it to be, to be perfect, quite frankly, before it's out. So it'll be probably Q1 or Q2, depending on how things go and make sure everything else you have planned ahead of that goes accordingly. Cause I don't want to lose sight of what's down the path while we're launching the current things we yeah. have planned. You know? Wow. So, I mean, yeah, you've kind of, Definitely, I would say revamp the entire lineup. The other question I had to ask was, in uh, Brazil, the lineup I imagine is very different, right? Like it's not all of the same. It's the same? Same thing. Same thing. We sell everything uh, that we have in the US to Brazil. Okay, no wonder you have a lot of fans because I know that a lot of the lot of the brands that- um, that's that mean not, and it's not an illegal thing. It's just like, you know, it's like, oh, it's a registered thing where an importer, whatever, they buy and they sell in a store. That's a different path. That's where you see, no offense, some of these brands that have like nothing but caffeine and flavoring in the product. There's different ways of going about that. You know, other brands do it too. It's like, okay, we sell directly, you know, directly to Brazil. We have people that import it and sell down there direct. So that's kind of how we can sell. Oh, so it's sort of like it's uh, imported from the US and sold via to Brazil directly that way, or is it a... Uh... Yeah, we have, we have some people that buy it and they have stores down there and they just carry it that way versus the different channels of it. I mean, if we want to get into some of their more mainstream stores or whatever, that's a different animal, but there's whatever different pathways are going about it. It's not like some people like, really? Like, I think you couldn't sell anything to Brazil. I'm like, well, it depends what channel you go through. You uh, yeah, It's kind of like a lot of countries. Um, I've seen a few when I was in the Middle East, because as far as I knew, you him being, 
Yehumi Yehumin isn't allowed outside of America. Like there is no, no country that I've been to where they allow it. But I went to the Middle East and you had these pretty much like a shelf of Yehumi products, but you yep. went to the other, ch- the other, the, another store from the same chain. None of that in sight, all clean cut. And I was like, this is, this is weird. But I, I kind of, I can imagine how that would be uh, the way to go. Because a lot of the Brazilian brands I know, I believe they're whole fully Brazilian brands and they take those mainstream chains and they take the mainstream products like Black Skull and um, they, you're very much just caffeine, creatine, carnitine, taurine. Yep. It's, uh, it's like three to four gram scoop of six things. I'm like, what is this? Well, so we can sell here. I'm like, And dextrose is usually counted as one of those six things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, don't even, I don't even know how, how to go about the Australian market these days with some of those new uh, regulations are dropping effective like what on, on December 1st I thought it was November 1st I could be wrong first we're not there yet but I know I'm like damn we're looking to of course expand there and I am going to do have to I am going to make some stuff like a international version of of course you know uh, Viper Venom so on and so forth the two big products to make it more mobile and expand our base but you know it's like okay it's crazy because even things that aren't like bad, quote unquote, or grayer ingredients. Like uh, we have all the emphasis too is to make everything in the line where it's not a regulatory issue. I'm not going to go on fringe ingredients that are a possibility of getting popped in terms of uh, being banned. You know, I'm not going to fuck with like a Rajarensis or DMHA or anything that some of these brands is using because the bigger we get, the more spotlight we're getting. If then if yeah. something gets popped or removed, then we're liable to have to fix it. I don't want to have to go that route. Okay. Look at Venom. There's nothing in there questionable. It's going to be banned anytime soon. I mean, I don't it's, think so. Uh, it's kind of, it's just shitty, I guess, what's happened in Australia because it's kind of like, you, you know, you think you got a good grasp on everything and you're shipping to Europe and Asia and then Australia just fucks up at all and you're just like, well, what the shit? It's, it's a, but the, the thing is that I find it so disappointing is that they allow people to bring in whatever the fuck they want via customs so you're better off as an international brand trying to sell to the australian consumers direct than you are trying to get distribution obviously it's a little harder but uh the rules you got to be a big brand because it's basically just a it's not necessarily the ingredients although there are limits like 320 caffeine is the and it has to be a five percent has to make up a minimum a maximum of five minimum of five percent of the scoop so mm-hmm. the caffeine and it's um but they, you have to change the label. So, I mean, yep. I can send you one. It's basically, it basically has to be a protein powder label there in, in theory, that lists the macros, even though it's all nil. And then you can list off the actives underneath, but it has to be I've presented seen, that way. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, I'd be curious to see some insight on that one. So that'd be very uh, helpful in terms of that. So thank you. Uh, another interesting one was, of course, um, a previous brand pro subs, you know, we, we started expanding into China. That's honestly one of the fastest growing markets oh, yeah. in terms of, up there and that's a whole interesting thing because like there's certain ways of importing would once again also is completely above table it's legal and everything but like okay well we're selling regular hide to this channel but for this high this channel of this over here we have to have a hide china and it's yeah. like this i think i can't remember what it was called it was like uh i think hide i saw sport. it was like white like, yeah hide yeah. sport and is interesting because like beta alanine isn't allowed to be used in like the ingredients but it can be used as part of the flavor system or something stupid like that and it's basically like vitamins caffeine a sprinkle of beta alanine some stuff like this i'm like who put this together and like one of the ingredients that was able to be used like muscle tech had this product that was compliant and it was like 
I can't remember the name of it. It was like a, like a sugar, like a starchy sugar as one of the active ingredients. I'm like, I don't know what the hell this is. It was like a fructose, like a, like one, six well, dif- something. To, to be honest, if they know, if, if anyone's going to know that the ins and outs of China, it's going to be Ivate. Cause if I'm not mistaken, yep. they're partly, if not majority owned, yep, exactly. Um, but they, uh, yeah, I was actually meant to be visiting China in June, July of this year, which obviously went to shit. But that was my theory was to go and learn because, I mean, from it's a, you can't learn from the outside. It, you, they don't have Google, they don't have Facebook, they don't have Instagram, they don't have anything. And because they use services that are like limited to their country or like exclusive, it's not going to be in English and it doesn't translate directly. And yep. my uh, wife is Chinese and um, she was telling me, she's like, it's just one of the weirdest things. Like when you go there, it's a world on its own. Like Japan's a world on its own. China's a world on its own. And it's just, and all the brands like ProSubs say the same thing. They're like, look, we, we, we find a distributor, um, build a relationship. And they kind of just at the driving force because they will understand, they'll be the same as them trying to understand any other country. They'll know the ins and outs. But once you get hooked up with a good distributor there, it's, um, it's key. And people just tell me, they're just like, dude, if they ask for something, you make it, they'll sell millions yeah, of it. It's insane. <laughs> I was like, I talked to someone and I was saying, uh, are there any Chinese brands like, like local domestic? Cause I only ever hear how good the American ones are doing. And she says, uh, she said to me, she said, yeah, there are, but no one likes local brands in, in China. They trust outside more than themselves. And I, and I thought it was just an odd thing because I'm like, if you know this as a Chinese, but you know this, why don't you try and make yourself look like an American brand or, and she said, they don't care. They don't care. They don't make themselves look like it. And they also are half the price of the American brands. So I was like, and this doesn't bother them at all. And she said, no, they just, and I was like, I need to see this. I need to know these people <laughs> behind these brands. <laughs> it's just a such, but it's, my wife was saying that's the culture there. That's just some people buy local, some people don't. Some, and it's just a weird, so I was like, I need to see this because in my head, it doesn't make sense. But when I see it, I feel like it will. Okay. But, I'm in well, so uh, whatever you learn, let me know. Cause this is something completely new to me and it's fascinating just like hell even a skip across the pond you know some i see some stuff that you don't hear a lot about european brands oh, yeah. stuff actually is very hard to go intercontinentally um like you don't see any international brands being successful in the u.s you do see some brands doing pretty well overseas you know because we quote unquote have the less least amount of regulation in terms of like we can use a lot more cool things before it gets nixed. I think the only one, uh, dare I say, that I'd notice at all in the U.S. with a presence is Grenade. Yeah. And because they're, um, other than that, I don't see a lot of the product moving. They do a great job with their bars. And uh, USN, they have a pretty, pretty USN big... is, I mean, I think USN and, and Grenade is, it's their consistency. They've been at it for, USN has attempted to get into the U.S. for a while. So has Grenade. Grenade is eight years old. The same age as me, but with a lot more money. They, uh, um, yeah, they tried to tackle the American market not long, not that long ago. They came into, I think it was Vitamin Shop or GNC. Then they tried another route, and it's hard. Like you said, it's. And I always tell this: there's a brand in Poland called Olymp, and they dominate Poland. It's just, it's, it's it's insane how how well they do, and they also they produce all their own shit and they produce pharmaceuticals, so they're a pharmaceutical brand that that basically does sports supplements that is also huge. 
And, and then and they asked me, how could we appeal to Americans? I was like, look, look, man, my theory was, I was like, if you can appeal less to Polish people, you're probably going to appeal to more people outside your country. But something that's loved so much by this country, it's going to be impossible for that same like love to be felt by another country because it's just a different culture, it's a different feeling. And it has that, it's that classic thing, you know, when you see an American supplement in Europe, you're like, that looks American. That's just, it's that thing. And then when you're in America and you see a European supplement, which never happens, you'd be like, that looks European. And it just yeah. has that kind of stigma to it. It's, a, it's, it's not easy, but American brands do do it a lot better uh, when they, by tackling international. You have that ability to be from America. I think the good example of that is interesting because like I, I was like amazed. I've been to Europe twice, uh, both in 2016. I went to uh, FIBO in Cologne, Germany. I, I went there. to Body. Yeah, exactly. The first time I actually met you in person. And then I, met, um, I think I ran into you again at Body Power in Birmingham, UK. And I was just blown away by in Birmingham. I'm like, holy shit. I never thought I'd see anywhere else on this planet that has more Starbucks per capita than the United States. I kid you not, downtown, I kept walking yeah. every every. There's a, there's a Starbucks every every other block. I'm like, holy cow, it's bigger here than it is in the U.S. And same with McDonald's. It's freaking everywhere. I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. Well, the U.K. is like kind of like a mini, not necessarily like a mini in culture, but miniature in an economy and developed like is the U.S. It's like a similar kind of things with their own little touches. Um, but it's uh, as you get further east, shit changes real fast. <laughs> in Europe. Yeah, I was going to say. And Eric, to your point, this interesting exact uh, example of that is like, for example, if you're walking in or go like a high end like candy store, right? You have like, oh, it's all the American stuff, so and so yeah. forth. That pretty outside good. of America, they don't exist. That looks like European. Like, I, for example, like even the packaging style of like like the chocolate, for example. Like, well, one, how you guys spell stuff using that U in the word flavor versus flavor? Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, that does. Yeah, European. you mean every other country in the world that does that? Yeah. <laughs> So little little nuances. It's interesting, even the catch your eye and how the packaging is designed. That look like that looks foreign, you know. And it's cool because you know I like trying a lot of stuff different countries, you know. But I'm like, mm, that doesn't look like U.S. Yep, made in made in U.K. or whatever. I'm like that eh, called it, you know. So that's a good the, point. The U.S. chocolate and the European chocolate are significantly different. They are very different, so. But the thing is, is Americans love their chocolate, and everyone else loves the other chocolate. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, hard. It's a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely fine. I would love to see Dragon Farmer outside of the US more, mostly because I think it has that, again, you've touched the premium, you've, you've got the familiarity there. It's a very well put together brand. And I think it fits in most markets. I mean, it, it's Australia would, I feel like it's, it's, it's perfect for Australia with the, with the look. They don't have too many hardcore ones there and they do love them. Um, Europe is a bit, is a tricky one. So it's just, you just got to sort of reach out, see if they like it. If not, too bad. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a tough one. But um, yeah, thank you for coming on. It was uh, awesome chatting with you. Uh, this was uh, definitely fun hearing behind uh, the scenes on Dragon Farm. And I'm extremely excited to see 2021 because it sounds like we're in for uh, uh, pretty much the same, but better again. Yep. I have more, I have more time. You know, I had 2021. Uh, 2020 was a lot of revamp. And now it's cool because it's like, I think in my opinion, it'll be like, well, I hope my opinion, like, a, like an extension beyond what we had. We revamped the key things. Now let's yeah. add, add more to it. You know, the really cool stuff and uh, a preview, what I do have planned, who knows, may launch all of it, may launch some of it. You know, it's a very dynamic launch schedule. 
um, I have a bat, like a really, 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 really cool GDA glucose disposal agent coming out, Glucotrope. I have a badass sleep formula. I'm not gonna say the name because I think it's quite cool. I don't want someone to steal it before I before I <laughs> launch it. Um, I have a very, very cool whole, whole food based um, protein meal replacement type product. I have a powdered thermogenic. I have a stim free thermogenic, which is, in my opinion, be one of the most. I actually kind of detailed a little bit of on my stories on IG. Um, stimulant free thermogenic, which stacks with our Viper or is independent, some really cool ingredients. They're getting some traction. I have a greens formula. I have a fiber product. I have a libido product. Um, yeah, just top of my head, I just launched all these products. So 2021 will be very big. So that way. Shit. Well, definitely keep me in the loop because it sounds like it's going to be the year, the year for Dragon Farmer and uh, I'll make sure we, we share it all. Thank you.